Welcome to episode 11 of Getting Real About. During today's discussion, Cammie, Joe, Tamron, and Vanessa get real about some of the top issues married couples are facing. They talk about ways to seek help if you're feeling lost or struggling in your marriage. Some of you might be on the other side of this and are divorced or considering it. These four have some advice that they want to share with you based on what they have learned. All right, ladies, it's time to get real. Welcome to the podcast, Getting Real About. Today, we are getting real about marriage difficulties and divorce. We have some serious topics and we look forward to it. So let's dive right in. I am Cammie and I'm a logistics director. I was married for 15 years, single for three, and I've been remarried and married for almost four years. I have two kids and three stepkids. And with me today, I have three of my very close friends. Um, we do life together. And I would like to start with Joe. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Joe. I have three daughters and I was married for 17 years and been divorced for about 10. Vanessa. Um, my name is Vanessa and um, I have two daughters and I was married for um, 20 years and I've been divorced for about six. Go ahead. My name is Tamarin and I have one son. I was married for seven years and I've been divorced for about six. All right. Thank you all. Um, got a couple elephants in the room. Tamarin, why in the world would I invite Joe, a man, onto a woman's podcast? <laughs> for perspective, um, it is really great to hear uh, the other point of view. Um, as women, we can get together and we can go off on tangents and gang up, I would say, on men. So it is really great to hear what a man has to say from his perspective of going of a marriage and going through a divorce. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, our next big elephant is we are all for divorced. <laughs> and we are talking to people that are having marriage difficulties. Um Let's unpack that a little. Why would people who are married and struggling and having questions and issues, why would they have to listen to us? I think sometimes you learn from your mistakes and if we're willing to share those vulnerable things that we did wrong and own those, it might give some, uh, some kudos to those that are going through some of that same stuff and how to overcome them and, and surpass it and, and avoid the ugliness of divorce. Right. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. We, we've kind of been through the the trenches and have experience in that and kind of come out the other side and done some learning and soul searching and I think we've got some uh, experience in that and getting through it. We yeah. do. I feel like um, even though I've gone through a divorce, I'm very pro-marriage. You know, mm -hmm. I remember when I first got divorced, people kind of wanted to hear the story. They expected me to vent a lot. And it was like, no, I still believe in marriage. Mm -hmm. I still mm -hmm. believe in having that person forever. And it just didn't work out for me. It's funny that you bring that up because when you're newly, newly divorced, I think misery loves company. We've always heard that little folklore True. and people would approach you and, and look for that support and backing. I was fun. I was the opposite. I was like vicious towards them. I'm like, don't do it. It is not what you think it is. The whole grass is not greener mm -hmm. and reverse that mindset. And they're like, wow, why are you such a hater? I mean, you went through it and you're okay. I'm like, I would not choose this though. Mm -mm. And, and mm -hmm. if, if given the choice, I mean, some of us were not given the choice. It was, mm -hmm. it was, uh, I could say forced, but it was not uh, something that I would have chosen. So, mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And we will get into all of that. 
first, let's talk about difficulties in marriage. Um, let's just list off some. What, what are some examples of uh, the difficulties you guys went through? You've had people talk to you about. Um, what are what are the big ones that we've that we all know about? Money, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Different ways of spending. Um, priorities of what is important. What should you be spending your money on? Yeah, two spenders mm-hmm. don't do well together. Mm-hmm. Got to have a saver in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you raise your children, different perspectives. Yes. Who's willing mm-hmm. to do what uh, What in those roles, what, are, what, uh, what each of that uh, marriage is going to play. And mm-hmm. every age brings different things. I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't say this, but I have a 20, we were, our kids range in 20 years old down to 12. We are in the throes of teenage hood mm-hmm. and it is, it's just crazy what, mm-hmm. um, I just, things I didn't expect. And mm-hmm. yeah, if you're not on the same page, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're coming from, uh, two different ways of growing up and have our own histories and, um, grew up in different backgrounds. And so we bring that with us. And so those don't all, don't always align. Um, when you get two people coming together that, uh, grew up in different ways, uh, different households. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm hobbies I mean, something as simple as camping if one likes four star and one likes tent camping you know where's the happy medium to you mm-hmm. uh, you have to learn to i guess compromise right oh that's mm-hmm. so true so mm-hmm. true road trip or are you flying to cabo all right. the time yeah. mm-hmm. one that people don't really like to talk about very often is sex oh yes sex mm-hmm. um from my experience is men uh, can't really have a good conversation until they've had sex and women can't really have sex until they've had a good conversation right <laughs> i wasn't listening what <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course we are made differently for sure yes i was uh if you guys haven't listened to the Strong Marriages podcast, it's the one right before this. So I encourage you to go back and listen to it after this episode. It has some amazing wise nuggets from people that have very strong marriages and all the work that they've done to build those marriages. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talked about intimacy and the importance of prioritizing it and communicating about it. And uh, it's it's an issue just like all the rest of these that we've been mentioning and that we'll continue mm-hmm. to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, for strong marriages, they just have to truly work and work at it. And um, they, they mentioned yes. all these same things. Mm-hmm. How about friends? Mm-hmm. I was just going to say the social circle, whereas I like Jim and Nicole and my, my wife did not. And so how do you, to bring your circle of friends uh, in with hers? And there's not a perfect synergy on the perfect couples, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to compromise that as well. Mm-hmm. I think that leads into growing together versus growing apart Um, as especially as the longer that you're married, um, things change. And uh, oftentimes people will use the phrase, we just grew apart. Right. I hate that phrase. It's frustrating, but it's true. Right. Mm -hmm. It's that's a tough one to hear. Yeah. You got to make that conscious choice to grow together. Right. Continuously interested in what you're um, what your, what your spouse is passionate about. And that may change from mm. year five to year 10 and constantly um, exploring that and being curious about what each other is into. Absolutely. Sure. I think uh, your faith background, you know, how, uh, who you answer to. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. one's a hardcore Christian and one's an atheist, like how do you, how do you merge those two circles? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hopefully worked out before you say I do. Absolutely. But, <clears throat> and then imagine raising point. kids in that circumstance. That's mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's be real and let's talk about COVID. Some marriages have had to go for the last couple of years of being at home together, locked up, working, kids at home. That I I have met with a couple of friends and that has been some real stress on marriages. Yeah. Yeah. When the whole family is together. Um, And there's no outlets. And yeah, there's no escape. Yeah. Yeah. Tamron, you're a teacher. And can you imagine your little kids (laughs) at home with mom and dad and the stress of them working? And oh, yeah. Not easy. Yeah, it's very stressful. I worked and my kid was in school online as well. And then you're home. And I mean, even without COVID, depending on your job, you know, working with kids all day, go home to kids, Mm -hmm. never leave kids mm-hmm. they're always there <laughs> i think that's fair to say we sometimes deserve a break you know in school offer that and same with marriage mm-hmm. you know you guys each go your separate ways and you bring your your experiences of the day towards one another versus sometimes highlighting the negatives mm-hmm. as you're lying in in the house looking at things that mm-hmm. maybe had been hidden from mm-hmm. the distractions of work and the gym and driving in school and sports events, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Another thing I remember struggling about is uh, comparison. We as women certainly compare ourselves constantly, mm-hmm. but even comparing marriages, mm-hmm. your yeah. marriage isn't going to be like, you know, the Joneses or whoever you're, it's, it's two so totally different people. You raise your kids different because they're different people and two different people can't come together and have some magic, perfect marriage, like another couple. So. Right. Which brings up an interesting point. If, all who are listening to this, we all can dive into social media and probably more because of COVID because you have more downtime and you look at what is presented on mm-hmm. Facebook or Snap or Insta and you're like, my goodness, I could be a bit envious on what people portray. And it's hard to compete with that, but let's all agree that that is a fictitious lifestyle mm-hmm. and we all have mm-hmm. our shortcomings and fallacies. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Sure. All right. Well, we were talking about this earlier and Tamron had some good insights. Cameron, you brought up the word unified and it really stood out to me. Do you want to share anything on that? Yeah, I think all of these issues really boil down to being unified as a couple and as a family. And a lot of that has to do with communication. I'm talking about uh, your wants and your needs and um, uh, deciphering between those two. What do you absolutely need to be successful in your marriage? And what do you want your marriage to look like? Um, And communicating those things with your spouse and actually really acknowledging them within yourself as well. Um, And kind of analyzing yourself, your part of the marriage, and not just looking at your spouse and what they should be bringing or what they should be doing mm-hmm. or what you want from them. But what are you bringing to the marriage? What are you doing for your spouse? Um, and also I think a big part of being unified is um, not being selfish mm-hmm. um, a lot. I think that's when we start to get problems in our marriage, we um, really focus on ourselves, what we want, what we need, what I want to do, how um, I want to go camping or whether I want to fly or not. Um, And we um, stop putting our spouse above ourselves. And I think when we're dating, everybody's trying to put their best foot forward and making good impressions. And then we get complacent in our marriages. And, and that's when we 
um, really start to see the problems. Mm-hmm. I was recently mm-hmm. talking to somebody about their marriage and they came to me and they said, I, I basically they had this big aha moment for them and they shared it with me. And I thought, I'm using that forever now. Um, her big aha was super simple. It's not me. It's we. Mm-hmm. And she just keeps reminding herself of that. And I I agree. You can't just, if if you hear somebody talking, me, 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 mm-hmm. we got a problem. It really is truly, you got to be unified. It's got to be we moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It's, yeah. uh, it's easy to get, let our ego get in the way and where I want, I want it me, me, me. Mm -hmm. And a marriage is a partnership. It's where you two people come together and it's where you're serving one another, what you can do for that person, um, to make them happy. It's, it's, um, it's partnership, it's serving, it's Mm -hmm. being selfless, it's being humble. Um, it's giving, um, and and sometimes we, we get carried away and we let, uh, as time goes by, we let things, slide or we kind of get centered in in our own wants and needs and um yeah that kind of takes us down a a certain path Mm -hmm. absolutely so what tools do you guys recommend to people that are struggling in their marriages what do you tell them what do you suggest to them what's your what's your big i know tamron's really into books and we're we're on a podcast so Mm -hmm. i'm hoping hoping the people that are listening are searching out some podcasts but Mm -hmm. what are your recommendations Mm -hmm. 100% 100% date night, once a week mandate. Yeah. If your hubs doesn't initiate it, then you <laughs> knock them over the head. Date night, and it's you initiate where, mm-hmm. what that night entails, and the next week he initiates it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's watching King of Queens with a bag of popcorn. It doesn't have to be something extravagant, you know, dress up mm-hmm. and go dancing. I do think that connection is imperative. It is. Mm-hmm. That absolutely yeah. is. That's a good point. Although it is really nice too have the dress up nights where you're impressing each other. I mean, Mm -hmm. think about about when you were dating, you would, you know, fix your hair, wear the nice dress and the heels. And Mm -hmm. so I do think that date night in that sense is important as well. So when it's your week, I guess that's what you tell. That's exactly what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes it might just be uh, grocery shopping or something just Mm -hmm. to be alone without kids, without Mm -hmm. the distractions, without all the interruptions and, Mm Um, but then it could be the extravagant dinners, you know, down on in the hit in the town and stuff like that, dancing, whatever you guys enjoy doing. So as long as it's somewhat enjoyable for the both of you, um, maybe not an activity where you're out in the yard, mm-hmm. you know, with some person's not enjoying it. I think that's well said. Well said. Finding a common hobby that you guys both enjoy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and share. I think it's um, really important to find your community and a support system. And one thing that I really wish that I had done was um, actually had a mentor um, who had been in the same situation that I was in. Um, I was a stepmom and it was really, really hard. And I did not have a support system. I didn't know people who were stepmoms and I didn't have somebody older, wiser than me telling me, hey, this is important, this is not important and um, be careful of this and that kind of thing. So I think that that's really important, um, no matter um, whether it's your first marriage, your second marriage, whether there's kids, where there's no kids yet, um, 
or whether your spouse had kids, you didn't. Um, uh, it's really important to find a support system and people who are going to encourage you and lift you up and give you sound, wise advice. So not somebody who's just going to pat you on the back and say, poor you, poor you, you're in this situation. Mm-hmm. That must be really hard. Yeah. But somebody who's just going to give you good, solid advice. Yeah, I agree. I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. Another thing that I... Um, think is important to mention is counseling. There's Mm -hmm. so (laughs) less of a stigma about counseling. I was talking to one of my friends uh, earlier this week and she was telling me how she didn't even realize it, but a couple of her high school friends who they stay in touch with, they're like, or maybe it was college friends. um, They did life together early on as married couples and both of them went to counseling and she's like, no, they weren't struggling with divorce. There wasn't anything like Mm -hmm. that we even talked about. Mm -hmm. They just recognized that they needed some so a third party to come in and kind mm-hmm. of mediate them through this, these issues. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's wisdom. That's wisdom yeah. right there. You right. need, don't be afraid to go to counseling. If you're right. having difficulties, there's no shame in it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, is there For any sure. stigma with guys, Joe? Do you feel like there's a stigma still with guys? Hey, I'm going to counseling. I marriage do. counseling. You Absolutely. Do. I think it, it is, uh, it would put, a lot of men in the position of like, oh, you can't handle your business. Your mm-hmm. family is disarray. So what's and, your advice to women listening? How, how do they approach that with their husbands? How do they s- encourage their husbands to come to marriage counseling with them and don't see it as a attack? I think knowing your husband or your, or your wife's love language mm-hmm. uh, for men, obviously it's words of affirmation are shallow little egos mm-hmm. and finding a way <laughs> to touch base with him where it's not threatening. If yeah. it was suggested by the mm-hmm. wife mm-hmm. and he doesn't put him in a corner. Also think if your husband is surrounding himself with these macho idiots who like drive the monster trucks and, and, and I don't know, paintball in, in their spare time, like he, 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 hey, there's he, some good dudes who plays paintball, which, sure. which is true. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think that there's a way to approach, approach it as I remember in my marriage, being su- suggesting for the, in our first year of marriage, we're trying to juggle mm-hmm. uh, living together for the first time, sharing everything for the first time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is not in the memo. Mm-hmm. You're a pain. <laughs> and I remember sitting down and talking to the counselor and I thought, wow, I wish I would have known this earlier that it is, mm-hmm. it is not a sign of weakness yeah. mm-hmm. or a failed mm-hmm. attempt at uh, what's happening. So there you go, ladies getting real, just mm-hmm. quote Joe here and have them <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> doesn't make them any less macho. Mm. Okay. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about is books in the last, uh, podcast. Again, they talked about love and respect, which I know is a big one that we all encourage. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to read books, be a student, um, of marriage. And then, you know, Sharon was on again, that strong marriages podcast, and she's been married for 53 years. And she said, one of the things that she likes is personality tests, which truly speak to my love language or just my language in general. And I love to know what Enneagram number you are. I love to know your strengths, your love language, like Joe mentioned. Um, Again, you're just being a student of your spouse. You're being a student of um, who you are and understanding who you are is so Mm -hmm. important um, for each other to really grow together. And how do you, how do you have a foundation if you don't really truly understand who you are? Mm -hmm. Right, right. I think that's uh, something to challenge your spouse on to read a book together. Mm-hmm. If it is something like love language or mm-hmm. uh, whatever you find valuable and you can put me sucker punch. I'm like, Hey, I've been really looking at this book when secretly you want him to read it. <laughs> and then you guys could connect. I know that V is doing uh, a book uh, coming up and I thought, what a neat thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that boundaries, could be date right? night. Yeah. Aren't you doing a book study on yes. that boundaries? boundaries? Awesome. Yes. Awesome. That could be a form of fellowship uh, with your spouse. I would highly encourage that. Definitely. 
That is um, one thing that I um, stands out to me about my parents. My parents have been married for like 45 years and they are actually in love with each other. Um, (laughs) They like each other and they spend time together. And um, I remember riding in the car and my mom was reading out loud a book in the car to my dad. So when you were younger, you remember that? Uh, earlier, yes. It was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> um, and not so much when I was like really young, but okay. yeah, definitely by my teenage years. Um, yeah, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think books are uh, like you mentioned. I really, mm-hmm. I'm really into books um, on like self help mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. Um, and um, I have learned more about myself since my divorce, uh, which I did do wish I knew, um, while I was married, um, uh, just by reading books and taking the personality tests Mm -hmm. and it really is eye opening and it changes, um, your thought process, even about yourself Mm -hmm. and about others. Um, this is not on marriage, but like when I first started teaching, I was really struggling because uh, most teachers are type A, like strong type A people. And I am not. That's every kid's <laughs> favorite teacher is not the type A teacher. <laughs> I am the cool teacher. <laughs> um, but I, I had a really hard time because I was like, I'm not cut out for this. I can't do this. Um, and then there was some personality tests that we took and it was uh, it totally blew my, me away and it changed my perspective. And I think that if we um, go into our marriages with that um, desire to have our eyes opened um, and, and see how that can change us, like what's it going to hurt to listen to an audio book? What's it going to hurt to open up a book? What's it going to hurt to try to go to a counselor? You never know. It could change your life. It could change your marriage. It could change your, your kids. Like why not try it? Absolutely. I agree with that about being life learners, um, just in our own, um, abilities, our weaknesses, our strengths. Um, and then, learning about our partners as life mm-hmm. goes on and um, just continuing learning and growing in the books and whatever it takes, the podcasts, um, mm-hmm. the small groups, um, seminars, anything, mm-hmm. anything just to keep that knowledge. Cause we don't, we don't know it all and we mm-hmm. can't expect it, expect to know it, but right. it's our responsibility um, to put that effort in and, and to learn. Well, and we talked about it earlier how, um, you grow apart, but there's also people say, um, he's not the person I married. Well, no, mm-hmm. certainly not. Like mm-hmm. we all grow and change. And so mm-hmm. you may be, you may take a personality mm-hmm. test when you're in college and you got married and you are somebody different mm-hmm. now. You've had different right. experiences. You've gone through different things. You've gained, hopefully you've gained some strength in areas mm-hmm. and your weak, weak areas are something different. And so we do need to continue yeah. growing in that way, just individually and together. So, mm-hmm. And I think that as you learn about yourself, you'll be able to communicate um, better. It took me a long time to be able to communicate what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't actually until after my divorce that I was able to um, communicate. And there's one thing that was would have been really helpful if I could have just verbalized it um, was to just say, I need time to process. And I learned that actually going through my divorce and it was really, really helpful for me. Um, And it did take a really long time for 
um, that to be acknowledged by um, my ex-husband, but it has been and it is profound even in our being divorced. Right. And co-parenting. And co-parenting. Yeah. So um, being able to communicate what you need and, and you're, you're going to learn that when you're researching about yourself. Right. right. <laughs> okay. So let's move into the next little category here. We've talked about marriage difficulties. I want to talk to the person who's listening about um, the consideration of the big D. Um, often you'll say, no, we're not going to use that word in our marriage. We're going to stick together. But we can't deny that it creeps in. People suggest it. We consider it. We think about it. We hear about it. Um, there are people that are listening who are saying, um, thinking this is what I want to do. What do we have to say to these people? What is it having gone through a divorce, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. brought all of our friendships together, mm -hmm. is actually through our divorce. Mm -hmm. That's true. What do mm -hmm. we tell them? Mm -hmm. Joe, you got any advice? Like I I remember just personally, I had, there was a definitive moment where my marriage had changed and some events. And I remember seeing under a, a tape on her nightstand, uh, it says, even dinosaurs divorce. I remember seeing that book going, who in the world would buy a book like that? You know, mm. on a married couple thinking it was a, a gag gift or whatnot. And it opened my eyes to, to wake it up and some things that were going on. But I can tell you meeting with a guy who was considering it and having a group of men that surrounded him. Mm. And it was, uh, I'll never forget um, him battling and defending and trying to rebuttal everything that we threw at him about the, why not to do this? And I saw his heart change when he listened to, you can say godly, I just say men of wisdom, not this folly knuckleheads who are like, yeah, get back out there in the game. You deserve the best, like versus sound. You have children. You have finances. You're a responsible man. Yes. And it turned his heart to, you know, this is 11 years later. He is still married now. And there's not a day he doesn't go and say, thank you for smacking me around and, and not following some of my own personal selfish desires. Yeah, so I, awesome. I, I would say the first thing is getting uh, that person and talking to some people that have a clue on how a disastrous divorce is. That's true. Exactly. Vanessa, yeah. you got one word to describe divorce. Devastating. Mm -hmm. mm. Yep. And it lasts a mm -hmm. long time. It, it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tamara? Uh, it's hard mm -hmm. in all areas of your life. Um, uh, every aspect. It touches um, every circle part of your life. Mm -hmm. All your friends, all your family are affected by this. Your church is affected for that by this. Your your people that you work with could be affected by this. Um, your children, mm -hmm. for sure, are affected by this for the rest of their their lives. And sometimes we don't think about the long term. Thinking about like our grandchildren are going to mm -hmm. be affected by this. Absolutely, mm -hmm. it's a whole ripple effect. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, here it is, uh, over a decade later, and it's. You're looking at, okay, Christmas is mine this year. Like oh, you get so up in the true. morning yes. and you're like, holy cow, I cannot believe there's this empty house with some presents with my daughter's names on it. Mm -hmm. And you have to wait till, you know, 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. to open. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what a joke that is. That's just a, a reminder of mm -hmm. uh, my first present is, is uh, yeah, it's just. No one thinks about that Christmas morning waking up alone, alone. in a mm -hmm. cold house. We've all done it. Mm -hmm. For sure. We've all been there. Mm -hmm. It is 
it is awful, really line. awful and hard to describe yeah. to people. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm a silver lining person. I'm going to walk my dog. I'm going <laughs> to, but as I'm walking my dog, I'm thinking they're opening presents in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's another house mm-hmm. who, yep. They're all around mm-hmm. their tree. Yep. I'm the only one out on the street walking yeah. my dog. Yeah. 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 Not, yeah. not what I envisioned divorce to be. Mm-hmm. Not what somebody right. tells you is mm-hmm. those lonely moments. Right. I remember <laughs> one friend told me, um, 6 p.m. is the worst time because you can no longer just pick up the phone and talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's home from work. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing their mm-hmm. uh, dinner thing, their sport gig thing. And if it's not your night and your kid's not in sports, so you can't just go and watch them that night, you got no one to mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. You've got mm-hmm. no one to hang out with. You, it, It's just hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're considering it, and these are real things that the holidays, the, the loneliness, mm-hmm. but unless you want to jump right back into the rat race and, and get on crying or whatever those dates, the wedding, the date sites mm-hmm. are. And, I don't know. Yes. Right. But, but I, I thought, and, and we've seen it in, in a class that we are a part of. And I thought you are the last person that should be dating right now because you're trying to fill that void mm-hmm. and you you will just bring a big old fat mess mm-hmm. right back in that next relationship. And one thing that really hammered me harder than uh, almost as hard as the Christmas is a little bit what Tamron had said. It's your circle of friends. I mean, people that you had mm-hmm. known for mm-hmm. decades and you're like, holy cow, you're siding with, you know, mm-hmm. the enemy at the time. I'm like, I cannot believe you're still talking to, it, it hurt me. It hurt my feelings mm-hmm. to think that I have to, uh, start over on, on some of those friend circles, like you said, the churches mm-hmm. and schools, teachers, mm-hmm. even conferences when your kid's going through her. Oh yeah. You still thing. have to do parent teachers conference right. together. You don't want to be the parents who are like, sorry, teacher, you have to have two parent yes. conferences yes. for my kid. You're on the other side of the field while you're teachers on the like other, that, watching yes. a game. It, yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's no part of your life that can be escaped. Mm-hmm. And things you don't think about who's going to go on the field trip or mm-hmm. Uh, where's the birthday party going to be and who's what friends are going to which party and those little details. I think that's a big one is the birthday. Yeah. Like you don't get to spend every birthday with your child Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or a special holiday that you used to have or Valentine's day that doesn't Mm -hmm. land on your day Mm -hmm. or um, Easter. And you had to make special arrangements six months ahead to request, you know, a certain day off, um, to have it on your time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all those little details that, Mm -hmm people don't know about unless you've gone through it. So it's, it is important to talk to the wiser people who have been through it, experienced people. And even when you do have your kids and you're trying to make those holidays special, it is different. Mm -hmm. You, I love traditions Mm -hmm. and I, I have, I was recently told you have a lot of traditions. <laughs> I, I do because I like them um, and it makes it special, um, but they're different. Um, mm-hmm. For me personally, I went from a family of five and um, mm-hmm. to a family of two. Mm-hmm. And now I have one child and it is vastly different. Yes. And even just opening presents on Christmas mm-hmm. morning, it's not, it's not it's quite not the same. Exciting. Nope. It's not mm-hmm. ex- exciting. As, and when you don't have somebody to share it with mm-hmm. as well. And, yeah. um, and then uh, I think something that we try to avoid is those hard times. Um, if somebody in your family passes away mm-hmm. um, 
and you don't have a shoulder to cry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you go through financial hardship, mm-hmm. either it's you, there, it's there's you. no one else. Mm-hmm. It's you. Yep. And there, you're right. There's mm-hmm. nobody else. There's no backup. Mm-hmm. Um, the heater I, breaks. Guess hey, who's fixing it? Oh my the goodness. Washer. I was who, literally who just going to say who's that. Who's going to actually get out mm-hmm. that wrench? Yep. Mm-hmm. I get, I still get mad about that (laughs) when something happens in my house that I can't really take care of on my own. Mm -hmm. I live, I don't live close to my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm like, I should not be doing this alone. (laughs) This is not how it's supposed to be. Not what I planned. (laughs) Absolutely. So I think we've gotten the point across. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It is hard. And, um, I will say that early on, um, in my first marriage, um, we had some struggles and, um, I remember kind of processing it and trying to think about how, how this is going to work. Should I leave? What should I do? And people were telling me you need to get divorced. You need to get divorced. Mm. And, um, I really thought about, okay, what does that look like? And I could imagine, um, dropping my daughter off at the time with my in-laws and uh, my ex and, um, it just broke my heart. Mm-hmm. I was in mm-hmm. tears and I was just like, okay, that, that stinks. Um, mm. that's not what I want. But I'm sitting there looking at my marriage going, how is this going to get any better? This is going to be hard. So I'm looking at, okay, divorce is hard. Being married is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I chose to stay married. And I mm-hmm. have no regret in that. Mm-hmm. I can tell you I gave 110%. <clears throat> I did everything. I did stupid things. Mm-hmm. I did everything um, in my power to work on our marriage. And um, and I, I do think that it got better. We worked really hard and we had good communication and we had another kid and, um, we, we really worked through a lot and I would say we were in a good place and, um, things, things did get bad after that. And obviously we did end up getting divorced. Um, and I, I mean, both, both choices were difficult, but mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed if you're going to do something crazy and hard and difficult and do the work, do it for your family, mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. for your spouse. It, it is worth it um, mm-hmm. because this side, um, I, I still have mm-hmm. to communicate. I still mm-hmm. have to work through all those mm-hmm. issues. We still have to figure out whose birthday it is mm-hmm. and let's negotiate that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I want to take a trip. Okay, well, what days do you want? Then I'll take mm-hmm. this day. And it's difficult and mm-hmm. they don't go away. Mm-hmm. We are raising kids together. We're right. going to have grandkids together. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be thinking about these holidays for eternity. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't stop just because... Um, just because you're divorced, right. you mm-hmm. still have right. to work through the issues. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to need to work through them anyways, yeah. it is good to work through them together. So mm-hmm. I encourage you to stay and do your best mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. yeah, study your partner, study who you are, find that unity mm-hmm. and work through, work through the marriage together. Right. So, Yeah. Well said. I don't think anybody listening to this would not die for their child. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it's funny when you asked, the person wanting to leave, like what would you do for your children? What they would choose you guys to be together. And we are talking about, I'm not talking about the, the, the guy who can't stay faithful or who mm-hmm. is, is abusive, you mm-hmm. know, physically, right. things like that. Obviously mm-hmm. that would put you in harm's way, but yes, yeah, if, not, if you're listening, that's your situation. We are not no, telling no. you to stay and figure this out mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's no. not, there's very little there's that I would not do for my children. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on and we're going to talk to someone who has already gotten a divorce. They're in the middle, they're separated, files, papers been filed They're or they've been divorced for two years, five years, however long it's been. Um, we've got some 
very basic things that hopefully you know, but we want to make sure that you know. Um, Vanessa, you got anything that you want to share there? What do we know? Um, it's um, it's very difficult. This mm-hmm. is going to be a lifelong challenge mm-hmm. to get through. Um, uh, kids. Kids. We want to put kids first. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, making sure that um, how they're dealing with things and their emotions mm-hmm. and um, making sure that they're okay. Um, that's important to, um, even though there, there could be somebody um, more at fault or, wh- or who at what, whatever the reason is to get divorced, we want to betray to our kids. Um, not, you know, they don't need to know all the details. They don't need to know mm-hmm. the nitty gritty, but we want to, um, um, you know, this is their, their other parents. So we don't want a bad mouth. We don't want to, right. um, um, give them the impression that, advice. um, you know, they need, that they need to take sides or, um, mm-hmm. have any bad will or feelings, uh, against the other parent. And a good book on that is called Co-Parenting Works. You can buy it off of Amazon if you want to. It's a it's a super tool for both parents to read and kind of go through it. It built the just the whole foundation of how I operate with my ex-husband and how we parent together. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that I recommend it to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It helps you mm-hmm. communicate better. It helps you um, just really know how to handle each each age as you walk through it together. I think that's really important mm-hmm. for whether you are divorced or whether you are still married um, and how, that you um, don't put the other parent down yes. and that you lift them up because no matter what, that is their parent and they love their parent no matter what has actually taken place in the marriage or what struggles there are currently or um, how it all happened. Um, and the more in the long run, and I think that's another topic people don't often think about long term, um, but in the long run, if you are uh, putting your child's parent down, whether you're married or whether you're divorced or whether you've never been married to their parent, you're in the long run going to actually push your child away from you mm-hmm. and not that other parent because eventually they're going to see that and say, I can't believe my mom said that about my dad. Like mm-hmm. that is my dad. I love mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Even if some of those things might be true. Um, so whether you've never been married to your child's parent, um, parent currently married, um, uh, and then, or if you're going through a divorce or divorced, I think that's important. But also I think that, um, even if you don't have kids that goes into talking about your spouse to other people, um, is to not talk bad about your spouse to other people. And it's toxic too. just Mm -hmm. talking bad about anyone in general is toxic. You don't want to have that attitude. You don't want to spread that attitude. It's not going to get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I understand a whole good vent session, but continually mm-hmm. talking about it and dwelling on it is not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's funny as you say in that, Tamron, you'll be talking to people and and they are venomous talking. Mm-hmm. And you barely know this person and they are just throwing uh, their ex under the bus. I'm like, oh, wow, this must be recent. How long have you been divorced? It's been about 12 years now. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. and you're sitting in this 
this seat of, of it's toxic. It's, it's cancerous. And I don't care who you are. Anyone in your circle will sense it and you will become an island because nobody wants to be around that. And especially your poor children or your, you know, your siblings. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, uh, if it wasn't for, I have an, a, a guy that I've been meeting with for like 25 years, he knows my heart and whoever's listening to this, if you don't have one or think of who that person might be, so sometimes it is okay to just unload and be, there's somebody in your life where you can just truly mm -hmm. speak candid with, that's yeah. not going to look back and be like, and, and hopefully guide you back to, back to once in a while, hey, let it fly. Otherwise, but not to everybody that you see in the grocery store. <laughs> right. Who's that on aisle six? Come here. I have a story for you. For sure. It's true. All right. Um, we are getting close to wrapping this thing up. I want to hear one last word. Do, is, do any of you have a last word of encouragement, advice, just final words for anybody who's listening to this podcast? Go ahead. I would say for the men in the group. Uh, this is a women's podcast. There's no men in the group, but oh, maybe the crud. women can tell the men, so go for it. Go punch mm -hmm. your husband and say, I need you to listen to this, honey. <laughs> it is... Um, don't do that. There's, <laughs> there, there is things that I did incorrectly, you know, what, whatever caused the, your spouse to think about, or you to think about uh, leaving, own up to what uh, your part is. That's I, a good word for everybody. Chasing mm -hmm. careers, chasing mm -hmm. dollars mm -hmm. and putting my kids before my wife. And I will always to this day, uh, regret not making my wife feel first. Mm. Um, I have to agree with you on that one um, uh, about prioritizing um, your time. Uh, you're intentional about your time, your energy, mm -hmm. um, making it an intentional process to um, to give to give to your uh, to your spouse and making sure that they feel loved um, mm -hmm. beyond anything else. Um, making it first. It's it's really easy to let all these other distractions. Um, to get in the way, um, um, you know, making sure the house is completely clean and the laundry's all done is not a priority over your mm -hmm. spouse. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we, we, we sit here, we can say these things because we've made, um, you know, these mistakes. We can take some accountability for, for our decisions and the roles that we played mm -hmm. and prioritizing that one most important relationship, um, um, make, make it an intentional process every day. Absolutely. I think I really like that word intentional. Life doesn't just happen. Mm -hmm. You make life happen. Um, being intentional in your marriage, mm -hmm. being an intentional parent, being an intentional Christian, being an intentional employee, whatever it may be in your life, being intentional. Um, I think about uh, forgiveness <laughs> that has to be intentional. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just happen. Um, healing, so you have to be intentional. It doesn't just happen. Time doesn't heal all wounds. Nope. Um, we have to work towards healing. And um, part of that is forgiveness. And forgiveness, um, I've heard people say this before, is not about the other, um, about the other person. It's about you. Mm -hmm. You don't forgive for the other person. You forgive for you so that you can be healthy and whole and free. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is something that was 
incredibly important to me going through a divorce was um, forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to become a bitter old cat lady. But it takes time. <laughs> Although I do have a You don't a just flip a switch on forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very true. She it's a daily it. process mm -hmm. and you, you definitely have to pray about it, think about it, read about it. Work Walk through it, it do Walk. it again. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's funny it. you say that after um, 10 years of being divorced, we are we go to games together. We drop our kids off at of college together. People are like, wait, you're divorced? So we get along mm -hmm. really well. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, something will happen. And mm -hmm. we look like yeah. a UFC fight is about to happen. You I'm like, know each other's buttons. Oh, yeah. Totally. I'm like, how could you be so? She's like, you haven't changed at all. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I'm raped. I just lost 10 years. What happened mm -hmm. to this growth and forgiveness and slow to anger? I'm like, goodness, back to the 101. Truly, truly. I have a couple things that I just want to share. Um, first thing is, is I often get asked, how do you know when it's time to get divorced? And I'm going to sit here and tell you that nobody gets to tell you that. That mm -hmm. is something you actually have to decide on your, on your own by yourself. Mm -hmm. um, only because nobody else is uh, with you on Christmas morning and nobody mm -hmm. else is walking that dog with you because you have to face the consequences. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay with how far you reach to make your marriage work, how those consequences are going to affect you. So um, certainly pray about it and certainly um, do your research and work as hard mm -hmm. as you can to make sure that isn't where you're going. So if you make that choice, um, make sure you're ready for those consequences. Mm -hmm. And also I am remarried happily I'm going on four years. And I, I guess what I want to tell you, and it's funny, last night I was sitting in the hot tub with my husband and we were, um, okay, I'm going to share this tomorrow. Are you confident with this? He says, yes, I am. <laughs> and what I want to tell you is both of us would go back and have our first marriage if we could. Mm -hmm. I, I am madly in love with my husband and I love him and I have no feelings for my ex-husband. Um, but mm -hmm. if I could, and if he could do it again and somehow save our first marriages, we would, um, mm -hmm. not because it's a reflection of our marriage currently and where we're at, but because we know the good that could have come. We know that was the original plan. That was, mm -hmm. that's what we wanted. That's mm -hmm. what I wanted to grow old. I wanted to do all the things. And, um, it, it's not as easy. The grass is not greener. And, right. um, yes, you can get remarried and I have a fabulous husband and we have a wonderful life and mm -hmm. we have grace and forgiveness where we didn't have it in our first marriages mm -hmm. for our spouses. Mm -hmm. We, we we dig deep and we do those things because, because second marriages are so easily divorced again, because mm -hmm. you can, Oh, I did it once before I I can do this again. It's not yeah. scary. And that's why you have to be even more committed. And mm -hmm. grace certainly does come faster in my marriage now. And patience is so much stronger. And it was there on the first marriage. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I know now what it took because I know the pain that it causes. And I don't think I understood the depths of the pain of a tone or of a little bit of, mm, I'm going to hold on to this one a little longer. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand um, quite the depths of what was happening. And now it's like, well, we're going to take that away. And I'm so sorry. And, um, and you just give that more when you know the pain that could easily come from it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to encourage you there. And I, will add, I will add to that. Okay. Uh, whoever's listening to this, that is considering this, you 
can easily find people to surround yourself, to support whatever it is that you want. Mm-hmm. I would be careful if you are on the fence, uh, who you're seeking advice from. There's a cool book or a cool person, Timothy, he talks about, uh, you will surround yourself with, with what your itching ears want to hear. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, after listening to this, hopefully uh, we have swayed you to rethink and, and to fight for what... Give it another chance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it is, you will not regret that. No, you won't. Exhaust all measures. Mm-hmm. Fight for it. Okay, that all being said, the four of us are a part of a group. We um, lead a divorce care group. Divorce care is a national organization. Um, they have workbooks and videos, and it is a class that we lead here in the Snohomish County, but it is all over. So if you're listening near and far, you can look that up if you're going through a divorce or if you've been divorced or if, I mean, we started it when we had been divorced for a while. And um, I, I, it can help you no matter what, this, what stage you're in. Mm-hmm. And we, um, we lead it and all you have to do is go to divorcecare.com and you put in your zip code and it'll bring up the nearest class for you. Mm-hmm. And um, I encourage you to sign up. Um, ours starts here, January, 2022, if you can believe we're in 2022 already. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, if you're local and you're interested at all in having coffee or um, need a counselor reference, if we can do any of that, um, follow up with us on the podcast and we are happy to do that with you. And with that, we want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you, friends, for Mm -hmm. speaking with me. And our next Getting Real About topic will air on Wednesday, November 10th. And we will be talking about stress, anxiety, and depression with a few of my very close friends. And that will definitely be something to get real about. Thank you all. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.